The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Welcome to another episode 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, presented by Odyssey. Listen, subscribe, like, smash that subscribe button for us. I'm Al Sacco, along with Zane Nockby, and fresh off his Disney trip, Brian Rennick. Excited to be back. Not really excited at the offseason. I'll tell you what, you guys, this Super Bowl, I tried. It was a good game. I was excited for the game, and I got up Sunday, and I was fucking miserable. Miserable. I was like... (laughs) As miserable as I've been, I'm trying to think what loss. Because I, I I had been thinking, all right, which loss really bothered me the most? Because there's been so many of them since 2011. And 2011 always sticks out to me because I never thought that team, nobody thought they were going to be good. And that team just was, you know, Alex Smith redemption story, Frank Gore, Patrick Wills. It was just like this awesome team. And then you had what happened. And that was really tough. And a lot of people have said, well, this year wasn't as tough because they couldn't compete. To me, this year is probably more painful than the rest because they couldn't compete. And for me, man, I am just absolutely just, it, it was tough. It was a tough day. It was, I enjoyed the game. It was a really good game, but for me, it was a tough day. So I don't know how you guys felt. I mean, I had a, I had a great day. I watched exactly, I, w- I want to say I watched exactly zero seconds of the Super Bowl but I would be lying. Um, I did watch the very end to watch the Eagles lose, which I absolutely delighted in while I was in line for cars at Disneyland, um, which is why I didn't watch a second of the Super Bowl. Uh, my daughter's 10th birthday was Monday. And so we had planned this Disney trip months ago. And so the, we, I was genuinely excited to experience like watching a Super Bowl in a, in a different place, right? Like a Disneyland or whatever. And so that was one of the most disappointing parts for me is that I felt like 
not only did we as fans get robbed of the you know the 49ers at least competing in the NFC championship game, but I personally got robbed of being able to watch my 49ers in the Super Bowl in in Disneyland, downtown Disney, wherever we were gonna go. Um, <clears throat> but the the cool thing for me, uh, so so Sunday was great for me. Like I had no thoughts about football, I had no thoughts about anything. It was just I was, you know, we were at California Adventure, I was riding cars. I was riding Guardians of the Galaxy. I was having a great old time. Monday, Monday, my daughter's birthday, uh, Patrick Mahomes showed up at Disneyland, and I got a photo of him. I was like 20 feet away from Patrick Mahomes in this little uh, old-style car that he was in, and so I was like, man, I'm like 20 feet away from like legitimate greatness, and I thought that was pretty cool. That so, is cool. Really cool. you know, and, and honestly, and I know Zane, Zane, uh, participated in, in the same elation that I did. I'm just glad the Eagles lost like for that yes. fan base, yep. for that fan base mm-hmm. specifically, like a Super Bowl loss couldn't happen to a more deserving fan base because Eagles fans are trash. And I hope they hear this and I hope they come for me because there's so much evidence out there. And so the fact that they a lost and B their their defense which you know shut down the 49ers right uh absolutely got their ass handed to them in the second half and i loved it and now that same defensive coordinator jonathan gannon head coach of the arizona cardinals he's in the division now so hey things are looking up for 49er fans i love it yeah i think that for me the overarching thing that i i came away from that game with was that Patrick Mahomes is unequivocally the best quarterback in the NFL today. Was there any doubt when, when the Eagles went down and they were up 24, 21 and they kicked a field goal instead of scoring a touchdown. I said, at that point, it's over. I'm like, it's over at that point because you knew Mahomes was going to go down and score a touchdown to respond when he's only, when he, when he can score a touchdown and take the lead, that's, that's the most dangerous part. And as this was unfolding, and as I saw them scoring points and starting to pull away from the Eagles, I was like, man, I know how this feels. That's exactly what happened in the Niners right in the second half. Mm-hmm. It is it is matching the the second largest blown second half lead to the with the 49ers and Seattle as well in the history of the Super Bowl. Man, that, and despite the yeah. fact that 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 Philly uh, I'm sorry, sorry for bringing that up. But despite the fact that Philly tied it at the end, I knew that the, the, the Chiefs were going to win that. Like whenever Mahomes, when he got the ball, I was like, okay, not only is he going to score here, he's not going to leave any time for him, for the, for the Eagles on the clock. And that's exactly what happened is that they went down there, like just, just a methodical drive. And look, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. Like you don't want that being called. I mean, you, you can't not call that like Bradbury also shout out to Debo for being right about Bradbury, but Bradbury (laughs) grabbed a fistful of Jersey and tugged on Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey. You can see it. And the camera angle that they showed on TV did not show that. And Greg Olson was all up in arms and stuff. It's like, but the hold happened before that. I, I, sh- I thought it should have been a hold and not pass interference. But regardless, the flag was correct. You can't do that. He had a fistful of jersey, pulled Juju's jersey. You could see it clearly on the replay. And the Eagles fans are crying about the refereeing. And there's all these people crying about the referee, the officiating. It was the correct call. And not only that, the Chiefs kick a field goal, and there's no guarantee that Mahomes doesn't win anyways in overtime. So I think that 
I, I, I like that that caption for those of you that are watching along here, Brian, the, the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train. But I think that like the Eagles fans, look, I've met one reasonable Eagles fan over this past month. Okay. <laughs> one. I had a guy that, that I, funny story, like one of my former college teammates, um, he was an Eagles fan. And when they lost, I was like, I was like, you know, happy and stuff. He got pissed off at me and they just like unfollowed me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, awesome. like, i've literally known this guy for like 15 years and we've been cool and he's like nah i don't want to talk to him i'm like man come on bro you you talked all this junk not him but like the eagles fans talked all this junk in the weeks leading up to the super bowl and the week leading up to the championship game okay and you lost you didn't seal the deal so yeah we're gonna laugh at you yeah we're gonna make fun of you man they got their card Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus I, I got it, Zane. I just disagree with so many things that you've said here. And, and, and I got to, this might be like an Al Sacco rant. I want to get into the officiating. I have a really hard time, and I'm going to explain to everybody why, subscribing to victory laps over another team that lost. I have a really hard time with that. Am I glad they I lost? Yeah. I, 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 no, I don't listen. care. I was, I I was care. actually pulling for the Chiefs because I'm, I'm, I'm pissed too. But here's, here's where I am with it. And, and I, and I got, I got to go on a little bit of a rant here because, Listen, I grew up, you know, I was old enough to remember the Montana, the late Montana stuff, 88, 89. I was in grade school, but I knew what was going on Um, in the 90s. I'm a big Yankees fan. Everybody knows that. I hold my two ride or die teams are the Yankees and the 49ers, and I hold them to a high standard, a very high standard. And I will take a victory lap when they win. I refuse to take a victory lap when another team loses. And, and this is where I where 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 I am with this. So I mentioned how hard this was for me this year because this team did not get a chance to compete. I'm a big you do or you don't guy. That's just how I am. So if we go back, well, let's go back to the Harbaugh years, okay? As heartbreaking as they were, 2011, I love that team. We talked about it. They had their backup punt returner in. They fumble. Well, he kicked one ball. I don't know what the hell he was doing. And he fumbled the other one. You don't. They didn't get it done. They didn't really score on offense that year. Didn't get it done. 2012 in the Super Bowl, they didn't come out prepared. They had an illegal formation on the first play of the game. They got, what were they down by? Four scores at one point. And then they come back. And it's one of the worst goal-to-go play sequences that I can remember with fade, fade, fade. Don't give Frank Gore the ball. And you don't. And you don't win. 2013 when you turn the ball over three times late in the second half on the road, especially you don't, you do, or you don't, you don't there fast forward to 2019. I thought they had the super bowl in their grasp and yes, there were breakdowns on the Tyreek Hill catch um, there in the back end of the defense, but we just saw two quarterbacks 
raise their game in the Super Bowl. We saw that, both of them. Neither one of them need to hold their heads ever down ever again. They can both hold their heads up high. Jalen Hurts, too. And for the 49ers, the quarterback played small. You don't. You go two for 10 in the, in the, in the fourth quarter, you don't. You don't win. 2021, again, they couldn't score against the Rams team that they beat, what, 10 times in a row now, eight times in a row in the, in, in the regular season. They drop an interception, and you don't. They haven't done it. They haven't done it. So you fast forward to this year, and yeah, it's heartbreaking to me because I thought they had a really good chance to do it this year, and we'll never know. They didn't have a chance to do or don't because Purdy got hurt. And I don't blame the players for being salty when asked about it. What are they going to say? Like, oh, yeah, good for them. I'd be pissed too. Our quarterback got hurt in the first series. It wasn't a game. It wasn't a game. But I can't for me, and other people can. I don't give a shit. People take your happiness where you can get it. But for me, I cannot take a victory lap and say, well, the Eagles blew that game. How many how many games did the, did the Niners blow in the last decade? Right? And it pains me to say that, but they've written the book, the book on it. So if this was like a game where like, you know what, the Niners, they'd won a Super Bowl and, and this, that, and the other thing, then I, I cannot take a victory lap. I will take a victory lap when they're hosting the Lombardi. That's just, that's the standard I hold this team to. I grew up with Eddie D who would have lost his mind, not necessarily this year because there's nothing that would have happened, but 2019, 2021, Eddie D would have lost his mind. That's not good enough for him. And I'm sorry, a lot of people maybe that are younger than me, they're like, this is great. We're better than a lot of teams. That's true. That's not the standard that I hold the 49ers to growing up. I'm not saying they should have won six championships. I don't think that, but should they have gotten one or two? Yeah. They should have. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the Eagles, the Eagles lost 38 to 35. They're all, that was a great game. They have, I mean, the defense sucked, but so there is, some which, is that. which means it's not an Al Sacco game. You love defense. You love defense. So yeah. that's, that's defense. not a game that you're interested in. But, you want to, you want a defensive slugfest. I respect wanting to dunk on the Eagles because yeah, there was a lot of, there's been a lot of shit talking and that that's part of it. I get it. But I, for me personally, I cannot subscribe to that. I cannot subscribe to like my team won because this team lost. It's just not me. My team wins and my team wins. And I hold the 49ers to winning a championship, not doing a victory lap because the team that beat them in, a, in an unfortunate fashion lost. I, I can't do, I personally can't do it. Hey Brian, yeah, you want to go? On, you want to go? You want to go on a victory lap together? Let's do it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, is I think there's a difference between going on a victory lap and uh, essentially reveling in a fan base's despair because they are classic. I think that's where I am, and that's, and that's am. what it yeah. is. So it's again, uh, yeah. I don't think this does anything for the 49ers. I don't think like this Eagles loss all of a sudden makes this 49ers team look better or anything like that. The 49ers lost the game. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And that sucks. And and mm-hmm. once again, right there, right at the cusp, and 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 couldn't pull pull through. I think the interesting thing that I at least took from this game, again, I didn't watch it, but obviously I've I've done enough, you know, I've I've read about it, all of it. I think it really goes to show that that in this modern NFL, as much as I love how kick-ass the 49ers defense is. I love all of that, right? The the Eagles defense was incredible. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. Mm-hmm. Your defense is going to get got. It's going yep. to get yep. got. Yep. And so mm-hmm. your offense has to be able to carry the load 
when your defense does get got. And that is what it felt like this 49ers team has coalesced into when Brock Purdy took over. There was never a time where I thought, hey, this offense isn't going to be able to keep up if this defense falters. And you look at the, the game against the Raiders, right? Perfect example. They did not come ready to play. The Raiders absolutely ran all over the field and put mm-hmm. up points on this defense, but the 49ers offense kept pace 